This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So let's turn to that story then uh, related to what we've just spoken about. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, of course, now know that the president, Cyril Ramaphosa, has uh, appointed an interministerial committee to consider options regarding the International Criminal Court's arrest warrant for Russian President Vladimir Putin, who is due to attend the BRICS summit to be staged here in South Africa in August. In a post-cabinet briefing in Pretoria last week, the minister in the presidency, Kumbuzo Nchaveni, said the cabinet met on Wednesday to discuss the matter, amongst other things. He said the cabinet reaffirmed South Africa's participation in the ICC and confirmed the country remains a signatory to the Rome Statute. Well, my next guest has uh, maintained that, uh, that South Africa should uh, indeed should withdraw its membership from the International Criminal Court. And he first wrote this, took this position um, in an article that he wrote in 2016. Let's say good morning to Dr. Oscar van Heerden, who joins an international relations scholar, joining us on the line. Good morning to you and thank you for joining us. Good morning to you and good morning to your listeners. All right, let's say maybe before we delve into why you feel that South Africa should uh, uh, pull out of the ICC, maybe remind ourselves that why did the South African government in the first place opt in and uh, just chose to sign the Rome Statute? Yeah, look, I mean, the, the South African government, obviously, as you know, under under the Mandela administration and subsequently under the Mbeke administration, uh, took a view that uh, our foreign policy uh, principles, among others, is also premised on um, ensuring human rights, uh, mm. not only in the country domestically, but also internationally, as we talk about other peoples. Um, and of course, that is one of the key uh, encouragements why we thought that uh, South Africa should be a signature to the Rome Statute. It makes sense that where war crimes, genocide, and gross human rights violations uh, are are committed that those perpetrators be be held accountable, mm. um, and I and I think that is the the main reason why uh, the South African government then decided to integrate mm. their own statute with domestic law. Now you have taken the position, and you you say you stand by that position that you say South Africa should withdraw from the ICC, and you cite what you describe as you know the duality that exists in the global international system to which the ICC um, contributes. Now, notwithstanding that, if South Africa took a a, a principled decision um, to you know, to join in with the ICC because they believed in certain things. Uh, they believed that there should be, you know, a human rights uh, culture that underpins um, our international relations and so on, that there should be accountability for human rights abuses. Um, it does then beg the question that when things are seemingly, uh, when they don't work out the way you had in mind, do you walk away or do you try to fix whatever deficiencies exist? No, no, absolutely. I mean, the the truth of the matter is, Titi, that's exactly the South African government's position. That was the position uh, at, in 2016 that uh, they are part of the club, they are inside the club, and therefore they're going to try and change uh, the club from within. But the truth of the matter is uh, that they have not succeeded. 
the court orientation has not changed. Um, and, and also, I think it is important to note that, you know, you can join a club, you understand, or you have an idea of what they do, and that you think it's going to suit you. But once you are inside, you realize that actually this is not what I anticipated. The duality of the court is so evident that the, con- the overwhelming concentration of people that have been prosecuted over the years have been only from the African continent, with the single exception of uh, pre- uh, former President Milosevic uh, uh, and so on, who, you know, everyone always pulls Milosevic out of the closet and say, yeah, but we had a European um, up until now recently with the arrest warrant of Putin. But the truth is that the duality uh, and the dualness you know, the, the inst- there was institutions, Titi, that was established post-World War II. Uh, among them were the Bretton Woods institutions, the World Bank, the IMF, the, the World Trade Organizations. And these institutions are no longer fit for purpose. And the Global South agrees with this. And the ICC falls in this category. Uh, we know, for example, Titi, that there had been cases that were that's in front of the, the prosecutor, around United States soldiers in Afghanistan, around Tony Blair and Mm. Bush in Iraq, and of course, gross human rights violations on the part of the Israeli government uh, against Palestinians. And yet the court has taken years and years and years to try and uh, supposedly mull over these issues. Uh, And yet in this case, uh, with the Russia-Ukraine war, within a space of less than 12 months, Mm. they were able to to put a arrest warrant together. So it's all politicking and it's all about that dual system where rights and responsibilities apply to some but not to others. Okay. I'm going to ask you if you will just to stay with us a little bit longer, Dr. Van Heer. We're just going to take uh, the latest news headlines at uh, 7.30 with Nompomelelo Ngubeni. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. All right, let's just conclude our conversation with Dr. Oscar van Heert, an international relations scholar on this matter of uh, South Africa withdrawing from the ICC. Now, um, you know, one of the big problems that faces the ICC and uh, is that uh, it only has jurisdiction over those countries that are member countries of um, the, and that uh, beyond that, really, whatever, even this arrest warrant, uh, provided that. Uh, um, you know, Vladimir Putin or anybody else against whom there's an arrest warrant uh, does not travel to a member country, that this, basically, these warrants have served nothing more than symbolic, um, you know, a, a purpose. No, absolutely. It's politicking. It's politicking. It's the court wanting to to show that there's some relevance. Um, and in, as you as you heard, uh, Titi, in your, in your previous interview uh, this morning, you know, the world and the United States in particular is wanting to make out as if geopolitics internationally is a binary uh, matter. It's a right and a wrong matter. It's bad versus evil. It's us. You are with us or you are against us. And unfortunately, geopolitics don't work that way. Um, you know, countries have to weigh up their national interests, their trading partners, what's impactful on them, uh, what's best for the citizens. Uh, you must remember within the, within the understanding of their own statute, it is actually a court of last resort. In other words, even if there should be gross human rights violations um, and so on and so forth in South Africa, oh God forbid, a war, um, the South African courts 
our own judicial system is the first port of call. Can mm. they then engage with those? And mm. we've seen, for example, um, some of those atrocities that came out of the TRC. Not enough, but there were a few cases. And currently, we have some cases that are going through our court system with uh, our, mm. our rights having been violated under apartheid and so forth. So there's a competence uh, within our courts. Mm. Uh, and therefore, it says we don't really need to be a member of the ICC. And to your point, Titi, about non-signatures. You know, the truth of the matter is, uh, in terms of international relations and geopolitics, the Russians don't care about this uh, warrant of arrest. Uh, for them, it's, it, it, is, it is a non-issue because they just don't, they just simply don't believe that it will be enforced by anyone. And the question I always ask to people is, if Putin, if President Putin should decide to go to the United Kingdom, to France, or to the U.S. tomorrow, Will those countries arrest him? And the answer is an emphatic no. So why put pressure on them? Well, why would they? Uh, why would they arrest him when they are not signatories to the Rome Statute? Remember, remember, France and Britain are, are, have actually signed. Um, it's only the U.S. and China and, and a few others that you've mentioned earlier. Mm. But those are signatories to the to the Rome Statute. And the truth of the matter is, Sunni, uh, it's just no way that mm. the pr- prime minister of the United Kingdom is going to arrest Vladimir Putin right. and declare war on Russia. Final one is that uh, what then, then should be done in its place? I mean, uh, it's clearly an imperfect uh, um, institution is the ICC. Um, but, uh, I mean, I wanted to take you up on this comment on what you say when you say you don't believe that justice should trump peace. I mean... Uh, uh, what do you exactly is it that you mean by that? And peace in whose eyes? There, uh, there is a point of view. There would some. There would be some who would argue that there was peace in South Africa for many, many years under um, the under the apartheid system when there was actually war being declared on a certain sector of a population. Surely you, 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 it can't be right to say justice cannot trump peace. No, no. I hold. I hold by that statement. And let me explain what I mean by that. You know. When you are in a conflict situation, when there is war, death, and destruction, that is not, the, and, and, and there's a preparedness on the part of both warring parties to actually engage and try and resolve the matter. When there is that willingness, as was the case, for example, between the then apartheid government and those that were fighting for our liberation, if there's a willingness to talk, then justice cannot trump that peace process. You can't come and then say, no, 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 we must arrest FW and, and Milan and so on, which then just worsens the situation because you're not going to get an outcome. It's the same that happened in Sudan, Titi. Bashir, I'm not defending him, was a warlord, uh, was killing and maiming people in Sudan and so forth, but he was at the negotiations table trying to resolve it with the other warring parties. And in the middle of all of that, the U.S. then says to the ICC, charge and arrest Bashir. And, and, and the argument is, surely it's more important for the peace process to come to a conclusion, to have peace in Sudan, than to want to now come mm-hmm. and arrest people and, and so on, because it scuppers, it scuppers the peace process. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by justice cannot trump peace. Yes, you want justice. And if they continue with war, then there must be uh, someone to be held accountable. But if the parties are willing to talk, 
then you can't come with a, a court and, and, and want to now exert justice. All right, we'll leave it there, Dr. Oscar van Herden, International Relations Scholar. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Titi. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.